Welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast, where today we're talking about spooky Ooh. horror books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. You know how to realize? What? We didn't say our last name? I don't think time. we introduced ourselves on the last episode. I think it was like the last two. We were taking, listen. Look. We were taking birthday <laughs> shots. It was my birthday. <laughs> she was shaking it. It was peanut butter whiskey, which was delicious. She had money all on her, like Sprint. All the time. <laughs> Well, I took my charm bracelet off um, because I could hear it jangling on the last episode. I'm so sorry, you guys. But, you know, us Southern girls love our charm bracelets. Yes. Um, yeah, so today we're talking about horror books mm-hmm. because it is October, baby. It is spooky season. We're in the thick of it. Okay. It's if our it, favorite. If there is not a fog every morning when I wake up, I am sorely disappointed. Bro, speaking of fog, when we were in East Texas driving in that night. Yeah. It was like that scene from What Lies Beneath. Yeah, because it's like black. And then we're black. standing outside and they want to like shoot the shit outside with all this fog. And I was like, guys, I think some shit's about to go down. And we're then so die. the cows are out there. And so all of a sudden you hear like, Murr. and you, but you can't see it. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's like, loud, like they echo out there yes. too. They're like, Murr. like, thank God it wasn't a full moon or I'd have been like, there's a fucking wolf over there. <laughs> all right. But it's October. This is Lacey and my our favorite time yeah. of year, our favorite month, our favorite yeah. holiday, favorite season. Lacey's wearing a horror shirt. We'll post a picture on Instagram. It's Mike Myers or just, Michael Myers. Yeah, Michael Myers. This is just the tip, I promise. <laughs> and he's holding a knife. <laughs> so, we'll totally post it. Um, we're going to talk about horror stuff today. Uh, I consider Lacey the queen of horror. Whenever I have horror questions, I go to her. So I try. I try. What's the scariest book that you per wait, wait, wait. Hold up. We gotta do our second sweep. Uh, yeah, we have to do our second My bad shit. Okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we're getting, See, we're, we're just excited. so excited. We're, we're so excited. excited. <laughs> What's your suck for this week? I I don't have one. I think it's you know it's what my sucks time. is that your life is so great that you don't even have a suck for the week. Well, I mean it's October. It's carving pumpkins and lighting candles and opening windows. Yeah. Oh. Not running the air 24-7. Yes. Uh, my suck crafts. this week. My suck this week is that Texas has so many goddamn bugs that I'm like <laughs> driving home from East Texas and the front of my car is covered. is covered in bug guts. It is so disgusting and it's so hard to get off it's so fucking it's hard like to get that syrup. shit off. you have to go to the do-it-yourself car wash and you have to put that thing on like full blast and like hold it up to the fucking bug guts yeah. to get that shit off i think there. there's some there's some of these car washes you know that do it for you that have like special cleaner or something to get them off because it's so big you know i'm anal about my car i know texas is so weird sometimes and when we were driving home so when we were moving home from colorado we drove and it's like, I shit you not, as soon as we hit that Texas border, it's just fucking bug city. <laughs> there were no bugs before then. And I hate this shit so much. Oh. And it just sounds like, you know, thumping as you're going. It's just yes. thumping. What are these bugs made out of? Because it sounds like rocks Stones, are hitting my yeah. fucking car. Another suck. When we were in East Texas last weekend, we're in the pasture with the cows. We go out there to shoot. Hell, these little cows were nosy as fuck. They didn't yeah, they run did. off or anything. They were, like, up on us. Yeah. And it was just, like, I wanted to pet them so bad. And, like, these cows are being raised for slaughter. Oh. So I don't know that I can eat red meat anymore. Yeah, it's hard. Because I looked in their eyes, Lacey. Yeah, and, like, they're, they're puppies. I didn't they're eat puppies. red meat for many years, probably until I started dating Steve. I kind of went through phases because my mom never ate red meat. She was always like chicken and turkey. Yeah, I don't eat much. So that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have it with my dad or very rarely or, of course, Whataburger. Duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I was off of it for a very long time until I, until I started dating Steve and now we're back on. And I've been wanting to get off of it just because, like, even doctors say, like, don't eat that much of it. Yeah, and, no, I, I don't eat much at all of it. But after looking in their eyes. They're babies. I, don't, I just don't. They're so sweet. I can't do it anymore. Like, chickens are stupid. I'm fine with eating them. <laughs> chickens are disgusting. Right. Too. They don't look in your eyes. No. You fuck chickens. They lay, they lay eggs on your favorite chair every right. morning. They don't. Right. That's my suck. Um, what's your sweet for the week? It's spooky season. The weather. Crafts. Ooh, yeah. So many crafts. Yeah. 
I've got to start. I'm behind. I should have started like three months ago. What are you going to make? So many things. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so cool. many things. I have I have my scrub jars that I've been emptying that I'm going to turn into apothecary jars. I'll have to yep. Um, My sweet for the week is... So, I graduated in May. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got an rest. associate's degree. Thank you. Which Kicking I'm fucking ass. proud of. I don't oh, care. Yeah. People are like, eh, she's an associate's degree. But it's an associate's degree that a lot of people don't have. Right. I worked for it. I earned it. It's a degree that I have. Hard for it. Yeah. So I've applied to a, a not a lot. I've I've applied to a few bachelor's programs. Um, I've heard from a few. So I've gotten in. Um, apparently it's like way easier to transfer into a big university than it is like to go in as a freshman, because like, for example, um, University of Texas at Austin, like to get in as a freshman, yeah, you have to like be in the top ten percent of your class. You have to have like. 3.7 GPA. Volunteer so many hours. Yes. Yeah. But as like a transferring student, you have to have like a 2.0. <laughs> That's it. That's <sighs> it. They don't even ask for your fucking high school transcript. Oh my they don't goodness. ask for any of your other extracurricular bullshit. All that. So like, and I have an associate's degree. So I don't have to take like any of these placement exams. It, I just, I here's my degree. I'm going to go ahead and get a bachelor's now. And you have to have a 2.0. So, kids, oh, if you God. are listening to this, go to community college for your, for your freshman, sophomore year of college. Then you can literally go to any four-year university you yeah. want to. If you can get a 2.0, which if you show up, you're going to get a 2.0. Yeah. You'd save yourself so much right. money. So much money. So much stress. So, so much, much time. So, I've applied to, a, to several programs, gotten in pretty much every single one I've applied for. But there's one... This is the one I want the most, and I have not heard from them yet, mm. and I'm still waiting. So it's my You'll sweet it. for the week. I hope it's not my set, but I was asking Steve because they asked a lot of things. Like they had essay questions on their on their uh, applications that the other schools didn't, and I was like, oh, I thought it was really easy to get it, but this school it really threw me for a loop. So now I'm kind of worried that I'm not going to get in. Like I guess it is a bigger school. It's probably. You've heard of it. Everyone who lives in Texas has heard of it. I don't want to say because I don't want to jinx no, it. No, don't jinx it. But just wait. maybe there it's just like harder to get in because more people apply because yeah. it's a big school. Maybe it's a it's a deeper vetting process. Yes, yes. Um, so we'll see. I'm waiting. Fingers crossed. You'll get Fingers it. Fingers crossed. Um, no, I don't have any corrections for the week. So not yet. Go into it. What's scare- your favorite scariest book you've ever read? Ooh. Okay. Wait, did you say... Oh, yeah, you did say you're sweet. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're all over the place today. Okay, so. There's so many (laughs) horror and, like, scary books. Okay, but they're like, I'm going to push you off this cliff if you don't tell me your favorite. You have to narrow it down. The Fun House (laughs) by Dean Koontz. Okay. Because it's probably the first horror book that I ever read. And I read this adult horror book as a child. <laughs> oh my god. What's it about? So it's about this freak show fun house. Mm. And there's lots of things that happen. Have you seen that movie Us? Maybe. It's um was it is it Jordan Peele? Did it? I think I did. And it's about the family of four. Yes. Yeah, and okay, they, so I did. And as a little girl, she goes into that fun house, but it yeah. really goes to, like, this, like, other world where they're yeah. all living a parallel life. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Was it like that at all? No. No, it was, it was completely different. Okay. There was lots of things that happened behind the scenes of this carnival fun house. Like what? Thing, like, the sinister things. Well, like, they're really murdering people and shit? Or? I can't, I can't say Does it much. involve clowns? I don't, you know, I don't really remember if there was a clown. I haven't read it recently. Enough there has to be a clown. I'm sure there probably was either that or they didn't freaking How old it. were you when you read it? I want to say I was like 13 or 14. Did it mess you up for a while? No, I was younger than that, actually. I was like 12. Did you have to like sleep with your mom? No. <laughs> no, but it, I don't know. It, it made my interest in the adult books grow at such a young age. You're like, dang. I need to read, you know, and I'm actually going to make a note. I'm going to reread this one, and I'm going to come back with notes for this one because I haven't read it (laughs) in so long, but it has to stay on my list because I know it's a package. I have the book on my case. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, the scariest book I've ever read, I was really thinking really hard. I don't read a lot of horror. No. Um, so, the scariest book I've ever read is actually a true crime book, which is even fucking scarier when you think yes. about it. It's I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara about the Golden State Killer. Because this book would keep me up at night. It would have me checking my windows and checking the sliding door, a.k.a. slider. Sliders. <laughs> If you um, listen to our last And I'm episode. already someone that, like, checks the doors obsessively, but this, this messed me up. And, um, when I was reading it, I worked a later shift, so, like, I would stay up probably to, like, one or two reading. Ooh. So Steve's already asleep, and I'm, yeah. like, reading by flashlight this scary ass, like, how he would break into their homes, and even if there was the husband home, he would stack dishes up on the husband's back and he would say, if one of those dishes breaks, I'm going to kill you and make him watch him rape his wife. That is terrifying. That is terrifying. This book, it is such a good book. I recommend anyone to read it. So that's the scariest book that I've ever read. Okay, so, already correction. (laughs) Apparently, The Fun House by Dean Koontz is a novelization of a screenplay by Larry Block. Okay, wait. They made it into a movie? It was a movie. And he wrote a book about it? And he adapted it into a book. Well, that is very interesting because it's usually the opposite. Yeah. So he just, like, stole this dude's screenplay and made a book out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, there's usually differences and permissions and all that but basically it's or maybe he just like took the idea okay so based in the 1950s again second week in a row yeah uh a woman falls in love with a barker from a traveling carnival which i don't know what a barker is i oh yes i do it's the guy that calls out you know all the specials like like they had like Come on down. Yeah. Play this game. We've got the alligator. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's We've it. got the man that only has half a body. So she falls in love with him and runs away with him on the carnival. They marry. Big mistake. But it turns out that he is a Satan worshiper and he's Shit. using her to spawn the Antichrist. Bro, this sounds like a good ass book. It is. And she eventually gives birth to hideously deformed infants. Damon. Damien. Yeah. <laughs> what do they name him? One stormy night, the demonic baby attacks her and she crushes it to death. The f- hold he, up. And her husband. Okay. Baby so, attacks her? Yeah. So her husband comes home. It's like a little Renesmee. Yes. <laughs> or what's his name from the Omen? Damien. Damien. Yeah. So, that kid was fucked up. Yeah. So her husband comes home as he's as she's beating the child to death. And he This is in the book? Uh huh. He beats her but doesn't kill her. And states that he will hunt her down and murder every single one of her kids that she has from now on. So it's like later on, like 25 years down the line, like all of this stuff starts happening again. So this yeah. sounds like this is Dean Koontz. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think in The Omen she gets fucked by a carny though. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> so I don't know how no. she I don't, yeah, spawns it's, the seed of Satan. I never really liked. The old one. I saw the original and the, yeah. and the remake, but I never really read because it was always kind of weird. I, I don't. It remember. made me look at people named Damien twice. I'll tell you yeah, that. I'll much. tell you that much. Um, <laughs> and kids that were demonic. Yeah, kids that were demonic. Okay, so I found this list. Uh-huh. Um, this is actually on BarnesandNoble.com. This is by Jeff Summers. Article: Twenty-five of the most terrifying horror books ever. Literally everything Edgar Allan Poe wrote. <laughs> See, I says. didn't even put him on my list because that's too <laughs> obvious. Lacey, I just looked at her bookshelf. She has the complete works of Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Let me also say that Lacey's everyday decor is horror themed. Yeah, pretty much. So she has like some little shop of horror looking plants up there. Yeah, and I have a black crow up She's there. got the raven. Um, she has a crystal skull. That looks like it's from Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, she's got these creepy little hands that look like those little monkey paws. Did you watch that? I did. In, like, elementary, I think they oh, showed yeah. Or middle school? Yeah, it was middle school. So isn't it called the paw, monkey paw? Yeah. A, you know what story I'm talking about? Yeah. Lacey's a horror fan. So she's got... What are those pops down there? Uh, that's, those? that's Fifth Element, Lulu, and uh, oh. Sheriff and Clueless. 
tie. I'm surprised you don't have any horror ones. No, no, because I'm I'm not really into the pops too much because I like to open them and everybody frowns. Oh, I open them too. I have a ton I keep on my desk. I keep Sookie Stackhouse on my desk. Ooh. And uh, I keep Baby Group. Well, I've actually got, you can't see them. I've got more down there. They're on the top shelf. I've got the TARDIS and then I've got. Tart. One of the Weeping Angels. I think that's a baby group in there, too. No, 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 no. That's, that's a, um, yeah, I can't remember the name. Back to our list. Yeah. Um, House of Leaves by Mark Z. That's a good one. Den, Den, Den Daniel. Daniel Lowski. I actually saw this book on multiple lists, so you've read it? It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's really creepy. It really is. That should have been on my list. It says it's one of the most frightening books ever written. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So, like, they buy this house. Yep. And they start going, like, into this basement It says it's revealed to be slightly larger on the inside than is possible. Right. They go, like, through this basement or through this, like, area, and it turns out to, like, keep going and going and going. So, like, they eventually like start trying to track their way through by like multiple ways but it just it's never ending and it just it is it like a fucking it's portal to hell? I don't know. You'll have to read it. <laughs> uh next, which I did not know this was a book, Rosemary's Baby by Ira Levin. So the book the movie is based on this book. Ooh. Yeah. Of uh, this one, of course, The Haunting of Hill House by yeah. Shirley Jackson, which has been adapted multiple times yeah um, i've got it on my list to read because i want to read it if it's anything like the show and the movie it's gonna be good it's, it's gotta be scary um although they said that the the book's short the liam neeson movie is more like the book i believe right the haunting yeah. yes that one is with Catherine the Zeta haunting Jones, of hill house on yeah. netflix i think is not very true to the storyline of the of this book i but believe it's so good that show listen few more days and season two is coming out. And I can't I wait. am ready. I've got to we should rewatch watch it together. season one. Oh my God, then, we should watch it together. I'm down. Why are you going to rewatch season one? Because I always rewatch seasons before. But you know it's like before. an anthology, right? Well, I know, but it's still, there's, you know there's still stuff that connects. You know there is. Maybe not. Either in the way that the ghosts are or something. It's the same actors. Yeah. We'll All right, next. This one's pretty surprising. Lord of the Flies by William Golding. I can understand why. Because they're kids and they're killing yeah, each other. Yeah, right. Because they're kids and they're committing cannibalism. <laughs> but, you know. Next, we need to talk about Kevin by Lionel Shriver. I've seen the movie. I haven't read the book. Did they just make this into a show on Apple? Or no, it's a movie. On Apple? Not on Apple. It's old? It's an older movie, yeah. Oh, okay. I could have sworn... They might have remade it. I think they remade it, and Captain America Chris Evans is in it. They might have. Hold up. Let me look this up. Sorry. I just updated my phone, and I can't find shit on it. <laughs> Did your phone update? No, I haven't updated it yet. I always wait. Oh, shit. I'm never going to find it. Here we go. TV. I know that the show had that name Kevin in it, because I was like, oh, I was like, Chris Evans is in it. Like, this sounds good. Let's see. Chris Evans. Defending Jacob. My bad. Not Kevin. Nothing. Totally unrelated. JK. JK. (laughs) Listen, Chris Evans has just been weighing heavily on my mind lately. We all know why. why. (laughs) Next on the list is Night Film by Marisha Pessel. Never heard of that. Never heard of it. Um, says, in the internet age, it's pretty easy to fall down a rabbit hole of pop culture obsession, and there are still dark areas of culture that haven't had a wiki created about them. Hmm. She writes a story about a mysterious underground filmmaker whose movies may or may not contain hints of dark power and <gasps> horrific events, and the journalist becomes obsessed with him. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Text me the name of that. Okay, I'll send you this list. Um, also, also didn't know this was a book, The Ring. I didn't know like, it was a book either. Please forgive me for this pronunciation. Koji Suzuki? Because it, it, I believe it was also a Japanese film before yeah, it was, it was, it was made. Yeah, in it was Japanese, Japanese before it was adapted into the American version. There's Pin Pal by Dathan Ayerbach. Never heard of that. Carry On Comfort by Dan Simons. This one, this next one. I saw this on every single list Pet Cemetery by yep, Stephen King. I've got it. Is it I've scary? got it. Yes. Of course it and is. And it's like the only Stephen King book on this list. Oh, no. So there should it... be so many more, but... What's the scariest Stephen King book? Oh, Pet Cemetery's up there, though. Why is it so scary? 
Because there's so much that happens. Really? Yes. You've I remember. Never, you've never seen it or read it? Well, I was at your house and like I think your mom was watching it. No, she would never. Maybe your dad was watching it. <laughs> yeah, more like it. <laughs> we like went out to get something and I saw a clip of it and it literally scared me. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they, this family moves into this new. So house, I never watched it. New house or read off it. this busy highway that's got this. The cemetery in the back, and further back, come to find out there's an Indian burial ground. But before we get there, <laughs> something happens to their pet. It gets, you know, ran over. Or I believe it's ran over because they're right off that busy highway. There's a pet cemetery in the back of the cemetery, so their next-door neighbor tries to get him to plant it there, but he shows the father of the Indian burial ground and tells him, don't plant him here. But here's the Indian burial ground where it might come back if you plant it, if you, if you, if you put it in the ground here. So he puts it in the ground. Bro, rule number one, <laughs> whenever you get something back from the dead, it's never the same. It's an Indian burial ground. It's never going to be the same when it comes back to life. That goes for humans you know, and animals. And that's, and that's what happens. It's not the same. It's like a demon cat. Yeah. And so one day the, their child, their little boy is playing out in the front yard. His ball goes into the road or something. He chases it. This 18 wheeler comes back into him. So what does the dad do? <gasps> he takes the son and buries him in the Indian burial ground. Oh and... shit. And he comes back to life and yep. it's a fucking Damien. There we go. Oh, so he doesn't bring the animal back. He brought the kid back. He brought the cat back first. And then he brings the kid But the cat was okay? Yeah. That cat was fucked up? The cat was fucked up. What what did he do? It was like, I think, I I don't remember exactly how he described it. Cats are already fucked up. Yeah, but like he he didn't heal all the way. and He was like acting really weird. And he was like just a demon cat after. I'm sorry for you cat lovers, but I don't trust cats anyways. Cats are a little... They wacky. will turn on you Look, I don't so trust, quick. I don't trust anything that has sharp claws coming Thank out you. Of Thank you. It'll if be it petting it, and then it'll just turn yeah. around and bite the shit out of it. My yeah. mom's cat does that. You'll just be petting her, and then all of a sudden, she's like... Thanks. <laughs> uh, next on the list, The Girl Next Door by Jack Ketchum. I don't know Blindness by Jose Saramago. No. Blood Meridian by... Oh, are you alright? Is that the Rona? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's this game that we constantly have to play. Is it allergies or is it the Rona? Allergies. If yeah. you're not from Texas... You wouldn't understand. This is the worst allergy season right oh, now. So it bad. It is horrible. I woke up with so much pressure yesterday. Oh, that was... Yeah, I that was me the other day. Mm-hmm. I thought I had the Rona. Yeah. Then, then I took an allergy pill and, and it goes away. Yeah. You were like, what? Yeah, or like um, Steve said he went to go play disc golf with his friends, and one of the friends accidentally threw the disc into the tree, and he said when it hit the tree, it was just this cloud of yellow. Oh, no. And Steve, he's like, I swear I sneezed like a hundred times. <laughs> Looking at it, yeah. Oh, it's bad around here. Even the dogs are like, yeah. I don't want to go outside. That's exactly what you do, too. You wake up and you go, okay, I need to take my temperature. It's yep. normal. Yep. <laughs> you literally feel like you're dying. Pill. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Exquisite Corpse by Poppy Z. Bright Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury. Okay, Something Wicked This Way Comes is... You read it. It's, I believe it's the Alphabet series. The series of what? The Wicked no. Witch. No. Bradbury's epic rumination on childhood and adulthood tells the story of a magical circus come to a small town offering the residents dark gifts they weren't aware they wanted most notably the carousel that can change your physical age making boys who yearn to be adults grow older and middle-aged men and women who yearn for their lost youth to grow younger it does uh hell house by richard matheson the face that must die by ramsey campbell this is a really long list. I'm going to cut this down and see. Oh, Bird Box. Did you watch that movie? I watched the movie. By Josh Mallerman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one person that read it, and they said it was totally different. Good. I didn't really like the Netflix film. I enjoyed it. It was okay. I just, you know, not really plausible to get that far. With some kids. <laughs> With some kids blindfolded, because right. kids are unruly. If you kids have kids, are bad. If you have kids, you know. Do you think your son would keep a blind no. 
literally when you tell a kid to do no. something, they do the opposite. I don't think my son would survive ten minutes outside. <laughs> I'd tell him, okay, don't look with this off. And what do you what would he do? He would pull it off. <laughs> um. So when you talk about horror, the genre, and the books, um, who do you consider to be the king of horror? Stephen King. Exactly. Me too. Me too. Because he's. It's obvious. He's got the most book-to-film adaptations out of all of the writers. But you know, he's obviously he hates, the king. He says he hates the movies. He doesn't watch Most them. of them he hates. There's some he approves, but most like of what? them he does oh, hate. shit. I believe he approved of the remake of It. Sorry, guys. That was my mom again. It's always mommy. <laughs> I love her, but she can sense. <laughs> she knows when we're together. And I'm like, can't put my laptop on mute because then I don't think it would record us so. she's like my girls are together something bad's yeah. going on <laughs> all right so since stephen king is the king of horror yep. i thought we could do there's a site um, article 29 interesting facts about horror author stephen king oh okay this is from the fact site this is written by zoe adams number one his full name is stephen edwin king he's 73 years old uh, I don't know when this was written, so I don't know if he's still 73. He was born on September 21st, 1947. Libra! Yes, he is 73. In Portland, Maine. Dude, he is... Ugh, Libras. <laughs> y'all are, y'all are fucked baby. up in the head. Like, y'all are into some twisted we shit. We are into some twisted shit. But we're the most <laughs> chill people, too. <laughs> It's like we're there, we're there, we're like, we love you, but I can murder, I can see five ways in my head to murder you right now. Well, you know, <laughs> Libras are all about balance. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> so it's a good balance of both. Yeah. His primary occupation is a novelist, mm-hmm. but he has also produced shows for television and other such media. Uh, his books are classed as horror, fantasy, and science fiction. Yep. He's written under two pen names, Richard Bachman and John Swithin. Hmm. He has written over 49 full-length novels, seven pen-named books, five nonfiction texts, and five short story collections. Ah. He married his wife, Tabitha, in 1971. They have three children together, Naomi, Joe, and Owen. Joe Hill is also a writer. So that's a pen name? Yeah. So Owen... co-wrote a book with Stephen King that I got I still haven't read it it's called like Sleeping Beauties Uh Um, it came in like my book of the month book of the month box but I never got around to reading it his father abandoned the family leaving his wife adopted son David and young son Stephen behind that's fucked up he grew up without a dad single mom power he was inspired to write by his father's old copy of H.P. Lovecraft's The Lurker in the Shadows okay I've heard a lot of people say H.P. Lovecraft yes. is the king of horror. Cthulhu, yeah. H.P. Lovecraft. I've heard that he's like written some he's scary shit. He's 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 older, like at ground folk. Gotcha. He was like you know, spooky when spooky came out. When he was a child, he witnessed his friend die in a train accident, but he has no memory of the event. It's like how you know your friend died in a train accident. Never mind. Before he, was, <laughs> before he was a successful novelist, he sold short stories to men's magazines, such as Cavalier. He holds a Bachelor of Arts in English from the University of Maine. The first, no- the first draft of novel Carrie went into rubbish, but Tabitha saw the potential, so I guess she pulled it out the trash. The novel went on to earn paperback rights of over $400,000. Ooh! Other popular works of the time were Salem's Lot, The Shining, and uh-huh. The Stand. Yeah. It was during this time when King suffered from alcohol and drug abuse. He's been sober since the late 80s. That's impressive. Okay, so that's probably where his, some of his ideas come from, too, or bad trips and stuff like that. <laughs> He's, like, drunk? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Okay, this one's cool. King wrote for Marvel Comics, Heroes for Hope, starring the X-Men charity works to help prevent famine, famine? Yeah, famine. in Africa. Um, his Dark Tower series has been described as a successful yeah. fantasy that bridges with the spaghetti western. Yeah. So, when that movie came out, uh-huh. I tried to read the book and I couldn't get into it. It's very hard to get into the books. Like, I didn't finish the series. And I was really honestly kind of disappointed with the movie. Which, if he hates all of his movies, it's probably not true to the book. Yeah, I read the first book because of the movie and it it just didn't compare. It didn't. 
Believing his popularity to be an accident, King wrote as Bachman. The book sold equally well, and he was outed as the uh... author of those. Oh, shit. In 1999, King was hit by a minivan. <gasps> he suffered several inju- injuries, including a collapsed right lung, multiple fractures in his right leg, scalp lacerations, and a broken hip. During his recovery period, he thought about retiring, but ideas came for Lizzie's story. What a Billy badass. Um, who was driving the van? Or was it like, what's the name of that car that he... Christine. Was like, it was a Christine van? Yeah. <laughs> He's collaborated with many authors and artists, including Peter Straub and Michael Jackson. He tries to write a minimum of 2,000 words a, a day. day. He prefers to use paper and a Waterman fountain pen. I understand that. I do understand that. It fucking hurt writing 2,000 words a day. Yeah, but, I mean, there's something about it. He still writes as a pop culture journalist for Entertainment Weekly. This started in 2003. Um, He's a fan of ACDC and the Ramones. Okay, this next fun fact. His favorite novel-to-screen adaptations are Stand By Me, The Shawshank Redemption, and The Mist. I didn't know he wrote, like, yeah. The Green Mile, like regular shit yeah. that's not like scary stuff. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's crazy. He starred in George Romero's film A Night Riders as an enthusiastic audience member. He always cameos in his own Oh, he does? Too, yeah. I guess just the ones he likes or all of them? No, I believe it's all of them, yeah. Oh, cool. He's a Boston Red Sox fan. He, his own hobby influenced the story The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. He's a political activist. Speaking out against the restriction of violent video games to under 18. His Twitter's lit. He is always talking shit about politics. I am here for it. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. Um, he's won over 50 awards. He's he first. There's just so. He knows how to put things. Yeah, he yeah, does. He's a good writer. So that's fun facts about Stephen King. How many uh, Stephen King books have you read? Oh. She's looking at all of her bookshelves. Pet Cemetery, It, Bag of Bones, Tommy Knockers. Uh, let's see. Of course, Christine. I'm looking at my list too. Sleepwalkers. So, I um, when Steve and I lived in Colorado, we went to Estes Park, mm-hmm. and we the went shiny. on a tour of the Stanley Hotel, which is where Stephen King stayed. When he had a wrote. nightmare, mm-hmm. in which inspired him to write The Shining. So, um, like Stephen King aside, the place is fucking haunted. Yeah, and they tell you that we. Yeah. that's what they told there's them. There's certain the rooms you can so stay like, in that are more active yes. than the others. Yeah. So, the room that Stephen King stayed in, where he was haunted, is room two seventeen, and they took us there, and we were standing. And it's like Lacey, when you're walking down the can hallway you towards it? it, you can feel it. And Steve doesn't believe in ghosts. He doesn't believe in that kind of shit. And he was like, I feel really nauseous. It's like, I, th- I felt like I had a headache. Were you standing there like? I felt like I was going to throw up. <laughs> and everyone was just kind of like, it. it's just like this feeling that you get. And we're standing there. And then this lady walks into the room because it's still a functioning hotel. Yeah. And she's like walking into her room and we're like, does she know where we are? So the story that they told us on the tour was, um, so the Stanleys built this hotel. They basically started Kodak. Mm-hmm. The company they started is what they sold to Kodak. And y'all know what Kodak is. So the Stanleys moved to Estes Park because Mr. Stanley had tuberculosis. And the cure back then was fresh air. I mean, there are literally towns in Colorado that were TB settlements. They yeah. would just send yeah. tuberculosis Well, and most, most of the TB hospitals back then, too, the state hospital wards, whatever you want to call them, had, like, entire floors dedicated to where it was nothing but, like, windowless places that they could lay the beds for all the TB patients to get fresh air. So he moved there because they were like, fresh air is the cure. Um, and it obviously was because he lived a really long time after that. But they moved to Estes Park, and they were like, you know, we really want to build, like, have a place where our friends can stay. So they built the Stanley Hotel for their, like, this is how rich these people oh were, gosh. that they built this place so their friends could, like, come fucking chill with them in the can summer. Can I get that kind of money so I it's can build, exactly. build a guest oh, house for it gets you and better. Steve? It gets better. <laughs> so the main part, the Stanley Hotel, like, where room 217 is, it's, it's big. 
that was just for the women, children, and the nannies. Because the nannies were unmarried, the men had to stay in a separate building. So there's another side where the men would stay. And um, they do have some rooms there. And then they have like a ballroom and Mm -hmm. a dining room. And it's a beautiful place. Estes Park's probably the prettiest place in Colorado. It's a mountain town. It's right there. They have like an elk festival every year. There's a little river. Um, But so we toured the Stanley Hotel and the story of room 217 is back in the day, like one of the ladies that worked there, I cannot for the life of me remember her name. And I asked Steve, he couldn't remember either. There was like, um, I think they were using gas back in the day to get like fire in the fireplace and stuff. Yeah. And lights on the wall. But it exploded. Oh yeah. And the poor lady that worked there was thrown up to the other side of the mountain yeah yeah so it's her ghost that's there and um her ghost still thinks that she's working so people say that like when they check in they'll put they'll bring their suitcase into their room like room and then actually room 217 was a lot bigger i think now it's like three rooms yeah the original room i think was like a presidential suite or something so anyone that stays in these three rooms, they have similar yeah. things that happen. So like one of the things that happens is you'll bring in your luggage, um, check in, I don't know, go do whatever you're going to go do. And you come back and all of your clothes are out of your suitcase folded, like put in the drawers or hanging. So people will like call down and they're like, hey, thank you so much for like putting up our stuff. And they're like, oh, nope, that was Miss So-and-so. Added it. Like that's the ghost because yeah. she thinks she's still working. Or if you're unmarried... And you're staying in the room with your significant other. People say that they'll feel someone wake them up like, get out, get out. Or she'll pack up their shit and put their suitcase outside of the door because she's like, you're not supposed to be in here. So another thing they told us was when they filmed Dumb and Dumber, because, you know, there's a part in the movie where they go to Breckenridge, like a ski town. But Breckenridge was too expensive to film in. So Estes Park was like, well, hey, we'll do it for cheaper and, you, you know, you can film it here. So they actually filmed at the Stanley Hotel. And Jim Carrey is a huge Stephen King fan. And he's like, I want to stay in that room. He's like, please let me stay in that room. So they booked that room for him. And he went in there to go to bed. And he came running out and said, I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. And went and stayed at another hotel. <laughs> and to this day, will not talk about what happened to him. Oh, I wish he would talk about it. So he it. got so fucking spooked, whatever happened to him. And then that was the lady on the tour told us. She's like, so we don't know what Miss So-and-so did to him? I wonder if, like, he was one of those that didn't really believe and, like... Maybe he was trying to fuck with some yeah, shit. Yeah, and, like, saw something or heard something and was like, oh, shit. So when we were standing outside of the room in the hallway, she was like, do you see that hook behind you? We were like, yeah. She goes, well, back in the day, there would have been, like, a hose there, like a fire hydrant type thing. And when Stephen, so Stephen King wasn't even supposed to stay there. He was going, they were driving through the mountains, going to another town. I don't remember the town they were going to. And anyone that lives in the mountains can tell you when a storm blows in, it's like that. Yeah. It just blows in out of nowhere, and it'll leave you stranded. And that's what happened. They had to close the road because a storm blew in, so they had to stay at the Stanley. It was, like, already there. It was going to be too bad for them to try to get back down the mountain. So it was, like, pure coincidence that Stephen King even stayed in this hotel. So they book a room, and um, it's room 217. And they said that they he, they went to bed, and he had the, a nightmare that that hose had wrapped itself around his son and was, like, suffocating him like a python or something. Um, I think they also said in his dream the bathtub scene from The Shining. I think that was part of his dream as well. Yeah. So he was heavily spooked in this hotel. Um, And then that's what inspired him to write The Shining. They also showed us one of the dining rooms that's in the main part of the Stanley Hotel. There's a piano up there. And people will, like, be cleaning they'll hear the piano from down the hallway and they'll go in and there's no one there. So like the piano playing will stop when you come in there or you'll have like your back turned to the piano. Cause it's kind of like up on a little stage and you'll just be like, you know, cleaning the table or something. And then the piano will start playing huh. and there's no one there. Um, so I don't know. I can't remember if they said it was Mrs. Stanley that liked to play the piano and entertain maybe her playing. And apparently she was like a really good piano player. 
Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. It's such a cool place. If you There's ever go. There's so many places I want to go to, though, but everybody's so chicken to go. There's also, un- okay, this is crazy, too. So, like, um, under the Stanley Hotel, you know, they have, like, the normal shit that buildings have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Furnace? Yeah. I don't know. Mechanical yeah. shit. So they took us down there because apparently there's a ghost that used to be like a cook. And I think his name is like Felipe or Pierre, something like that. And he's there. And sometimes when people go on the tour, they come back and they'll have like a like a flower handprint on their <laughs> Or they'll take a picture and he'll be in their picture with him. And oh. he's wearing like a chef's jacket and like a hat. Yeah. Or they say it'll smell like French toast Ooh. down there. And it's like, it's a really weird under, because it's like a tree growing up in the fucking middle. And then, it, so when they built the hotel, they just like chopped the tree and built the shit on it. And then I think Ghost Hunters did an episode there because there's this like really oh, sure. weird cave thing under there. But they have like, I think maybe like internet wires or some shit. So you can like, and you would have to like crawl in there. And she told us, she's like, yeah, when Ghost Hunt or whatever show it was. She's like, so-and-so crawled in there, and then some shit happened to him. And I, when Ooh. she's saying this, the opening is, like, right next to me. And, and I'm like. scooting away from it? Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. It's so okay. funny. So, if I would never go into a crawl space in a Fuck haunted no. place. If Fuck I can't no. get out quick, I'm not exactly. going in. I'm honestly proud that I went on this tour knowing <laughs> that this place was haunted. Because you know I'm a chicken. And you know I'm superstitious. Yeah. And yeah, but it was great. So I actually took my first edition copy of The Shining with me to take a picture at the Stanley uh-huh. Hotel because I thought it was really cool. I don't understand. Damn it, I Siri. Took my first edition copy of. That was Siri. My Siri's British. Um, and a man. I tried to read The Shining. I couldn't really get into it. I want to read it. I want to read it so bad. Yeah. But it's hard to get into. And then, like, um, Steve's brother was talking about the book is more about the sun because in this, and I don't think the movie really touches on this, but the sun's telepathic. Well, I mean, that's goes, why I think he sees some of the shit. It goes more into it in the sequel in Dr. Sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the movie's more about the dad. Yeah. Whereas the book's about mm-hmm. the sun. So I'm, I think I'm just going to soldier through it and get, get through it. But I think it's just the first few chapters, you know, kind yeah. of setting everything up. Well, Stephen up. King's a little different read, too. Like, you have to power through him because he's very descriptive. But this very. one's not that big. The Shining's not, like... No, it's It's not, probably, like, 400-something pages. But he's still descriptive. <laughs> Do you want some uh, horror book trivia? But first... Okay. I've got some, some, some suggestions for horror movies. So we already did It and all that. Okay, so... Have you read the book, It? Yes. Is it like the movie? For the most part, yeah. Okay. For the most part, it is. There's, there's quite a bit more that happens to Ben and everybody else. Like he's tortured a little bit more than what they say, and there's some things that go on in the background with the bullies, and oh, it's a little more involved. Yeah, because that book is fucking huge. Yeah. It, well, I mean, they had to split the movie in two. Oh, so that's just the one book is two movies? Yeah. So the book goes into them being adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does it end the books with the two movies or should there like be another one? I haven't seen the second movie. I've just seen the first one. It's been a I while. Didn't know that. It's been a while since I've watched the second part cuz I didn't didn't like the second part as much as I did the first. Gotcha. But it was still still all right. I think it ended pretty similar. I don't remember. It's been too long. <laughs> all right, go. Got The House by Christina Warren. Nope, never heard of it. Wait, what's this list? This is my spooky list. Okay, gotcha. By uh, Lacey Lewers. Yes. On two bookworms, one podcast. Uh, The Silence of the Lamb series. Oh, that's Thomas a book? Thomas Harris, yes. I did not know that. Yes, 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 yes. It was adapted into a movie. Is it the same? Like a cannibal? Yeah. Okay. Of course it is. Interesting. Uh, the Man in the Iron Mask. Uh, is that the one with Leonardo Moss. DiCaprio? Yes. But oh. did not know until the other day that it's meant to be a sequel to The Three Musketeers. No shit. Yeah. So is the dude in the Iron Mask one of the Musketeers? Don't answer that. 
Okay, I, I get the man in the iron mask confused with the Monte Cristo. Yeah, Count of Monte Cristo. Because was Leonardo DiCaprio in that too? No. Someone that looks like him? Yeah, it was someone. It was someone that was in the man in the iron mask. I just can't remember. Hold who. up, it was I'm looking of, it up. It was one of the '90s heartthrobs. I'm pretty sure it was Leonardo. Hold on, it might let's been. IMDb this shit. It might have been the man in the iron. Who wrote that? The man in the iron mask mm-hmm. mask was a uh, Alexander Dumas. Okay, man in the iron mask movie. Is that considered horror in the movie? No, it's it action adventure drama starring Leonardo DiCaprio as King Louis, Jeremy Irons as Aramis, John Malkovich as Athos. Uh, is this some Greek stuff? Like Greek tragedy or something? It's got like some French. Like, Alexander is French. Oh, it's like Athos and Porthos. Yeah, aren't those like Greek? Greek. Yeah. Um, synopsis of the movie, the king, the cruel king, Louis the 14th of France, oh, has a secret, secret twin brother whom he keeps imprisoned. Can the twin be substituted for the royal king? Is that what the book's about? Yeah. I but I, there was like, I, I can't, I'd have to look it up again. There was some, some little fun fact that it was like the sequel to the three musketeers or is that the three musketeers were part of what was going on or it was something like that they're involved in it somehow either that or it was the same author let's look it up yeah because it's gonna bug me three musketeers for my trivia and man so the film centers on the aging four musketeers, Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and D'Artagnan during the reign of King Louis XIV, and attempts to explain the mystery of the man in, an iron, in the Iron Mask using a plot more closely related to the flamboyant, not my word, 1929 <laughs> version starring Douglas Fairbanks. That's from Wikipedia. Oh, okay. This is one of the top questions on Google. Is the man in the Iron Mask a sequel to Three Musketeers? The plot often involves D'Artagnan and the Three Musketeers, so... That's what it was. It's that they're intertwined. Oh. Yeah, because, um, did you watch the Three Musketeers with Chris O'Donnell mm-hmm. when we were kids? Yeah. The Three... Of course I did. <laughs> they redid the Three Musketeers because there's one in 2011, yeah. too. Uh-huh. What the fuck? They got a mess of shit. Okay, Three Musketeers, starring Chris O'Donnell. Yep. Charlie Sheen, Aramis, Kiefer Sutherland, Athos, Oliver Platt, Porthos. So they're the same characters. Yeah. Is the Three Musketeers a book? Yeah. What's the author's name? Alexander Dumas. Okay. We are cracking into this, guys. We are really getting these answers for you. We love the spookies. I, and I it's, can't believe I, that's horror. I it's not really. I consider it yes, horror because you're lot is the author of yeah. both of those Three yeah. Musketeers, Count of Monte Cristo. Uh-huh. See yeah. if we would have just asked at ink and paper hearts, she would have given us the fucking answer. Yeah, she would have known because she knows. <laughs> She's gonna be like, "Wow, well, y'all are dumb." <laughs> she would never say that. She's the nice person. Um, but yeah, I consider it horror because I mean. You're locked away in an iron mask in the bottom of a dungeon just for being an identical twin. So that's so the brother did it to his own brother, yeah. or like his parents were like, "No, what is this sorcery? This twin brother did it to brother because I believe it was like he was born first and was going to inherit the throne first. Damn. There was some there was some like beneficial reason. Why. If he's that cruel, you would think you would just like fucking kill him. And get yeah, you would think so. Him. But later on, they pull him out and like switch places, and it's shit. I'm going to watch this shit later. It's good. Okay. Go on with your list. And there's a series called The Merciless by Daniel Vega. So I've got to read the other three. The first book I read not too long ago. Like this chick's new in town and she moves in with her mom and she makes friends with like these three other girls. Well, they take her to this abandoned house, Mm-mm. and they're all, like, hanging out, drinking Mm-mm. wine, and, like, it turns into, like, they kidnap her, 
and like tie her up and Fuck like that. are trying to do some satanic shit. But, oh, like, that's like that movie Jennifer's Body. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Which is actually a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. People but, talk but, so much shit about it. It's so good. No, it's so good. And then like it turns around and there's there's a twist. I can't say there's a twist. But. Okay, wait, wait. If you don't want to know the twist, fast forward. Tell yeah. me what the twist is. So the twist is the one that the kidnapped ends up like escaping and saving one of the others that they were turning against, and the one that she sh- saved turns out to be like evil. Shit. And is like demonic. Like oh shit. Yeah, and I that think sounds good. It is good. Is it a movie? No, it's okay. not. Okay. And but like the other three, I haven't read yet. I can't wait. To gotcha. Read it's supposed to be picking up. Are they after. old? Uh, Are they newer? I don't know. Let's see. I think they're. I think I've never heard of them. Older, or I think the later ones are newer. Let's see. Am I still No, but we should really write all this stuff down. But we don't even know these questions until we get together. <laughs> Lacey and I like to wing it. We do because, but I mean, like I can't anticipate some of these questions either. That's very true. Oh and yeah, you definitely can't anticipate no. those. No, and I can't retain some of this information either. Like I. <laughs> See, I'm sniffling because I got my fucking allergies. Okay, going. so the first one was published in 2013. So it's not Oh, very one. recent. Okay. Yeah. All right, what else is on your list? That is all. All right, you want some trivia? Yeah, let's do it. Book trivia. Trivia. <laughs> in Brom, Stokers, Dracula. Oh, yeah. The Prince of Darkness arrives in England. How? These questions are from Goodreads. I just Googled it and it came up and now I'm on the Goodreads app. Doesn't have an offer. So I'm sorry if you wrote these, but your name's not on it. <laughs> so sorry. So your choices are on a ship with a dead crew, on a train, via a funeral barge from France, or he flies in like a bat. Holy shit. Okay, so I haven't read Bram Stoker. In a really long time. Okay, I feel like... I feel like it's a boat with a dead crew. I was literally going to say that because I feel like that's in that Keanu Reeves movie. Well, well I believe I believe if I remember right that he feasted on the crew when he was on oh, his way over. If right. I remember right, I might be wrong. Oh my god, it doesn't give me the answer. Maybe it gives us the answers at the end. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the suspense. The final scenes of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein occur where? At Frankenstein Castle... On the Scottish Moors, aboard a ship in the Arctic, aboard a ship in the Antarctic. Wasn't it his house because they burn it down? I felt like it was the Moors. Maybe it was the Moors. What are Moors? I don't know. Let's look. Because I feel like we, they talk. People talk about Moors. Look, okay, a lot. to our British, our British listeners, we're so sorry. Or I know this is probably, listeners from the UK. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure y'all are like, oh, we know what the Moors are, and we're Wait, like, Wait, hold up. I don't think Scotland's in the UK anymore. Or no, maybe it's Ireland that's not in the UK anymore. One of them's not in the UK anymore, and they get really pissed when you call them to the UK. See, that's why I always tend to lean towards Euro now. There you go. Europe. So the Moors is like a landscape, like a flat landscape. So then there would be like a lot of them, right? The cliffs. Oh, okay. I got you. So I think it did end in the Moors. Didn't it? Because they were like racing up. I and feel like, like it is the more. There was yeah. like a lighthouse or a windmill that they raced up to on. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I um, think you're right on that one. Correction. Scotland is a country that is part of the United Kingdom. Ooh. All right. So we'll say the Moors. Henry James's 1898 novel, The Turn of the Screw, ends with whose death? I, I have never no heard clue. of this book. So we'll just say Flora, the little girl. Richard Matheson's novel, I Am Legend. I'm assuming that's the Will Smith movie. Features a plague which turns people into what? Vampires, raging lunatics, zombies, or tentacled monsters. Zombies, right? Yeah, they're zombies. What are they kind of like They're kind of like vampires. That's a trick question. That is a trick question. Because they move very fast and everything. Baby, are you going to get this one? The Amityville Horror features a house haunted by the ghost of murder victims who drive the owner to murder his own family, too. yeah. The house is based in California, Pennsylvania, Georgia, or New York. Pennsylvania. Where's New York? I thought. <laughs> Hold on. I thought. Wait, no, you can't look it up. No, I'm not going to look it up. I thought it was. 
Honestly, I thought it was none of these. But I think I'm getting confused with the Conjuring House. I think I am too. I think that's what it is. Because there's so many haunted houses, honestly. I'm pretty sure it's Pennsylvania. Okay, we'll go with that. I'm we'll pretty sure one. because New York does not sound right. But I feel like it is upstate New It York. is upstate. It is it's somewhere north, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Pennsylvania. Okay. Jeffrey Convitz's 1974 horror novel, The Sent- Sentinel, features a blind priest who sits alone in a rooming house. Why? Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Uh, he's poor. He guards the gateway to hell. He's a ghost. He's a chameleon demon. Ooh. We're gonna say gateway. To I'm gonna hell. say gateway to hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're gonna be interesting. <laughs> I like how we were both just on sync. Like, oh, it's totally <laughs> yeah, the gateway okay, to hell. No, totally. Oh, this was on the list. Richard Matheson's Hell House features four people hired by a dying millionaire to. Pr- okay. This sounds like the movie The Haunting. Hell House features four people hired by a dying millionaire to prove the existence of the supernatural by spending the weekend in a haunted house. That totally sounds like, yeah. Or Except is it that they, 13 ghosts? They, they, no, they were doing a sleep study in the movie. You're right, haunting. you're right. So maybe yeah. I'm thinking of 13 ghosts. No. Isn't that the plot of 13 ghosts? No. The plot of 13 ghosts was they hold up those 13 ghosts in that glass house, and at certain times it would move and release certain ghosts. That movie's fucking such a good um, one of them, Benjamin Franklin Fisher, is special. Why? He's the lone psychic. He's the lone survivor of a prior investigation. He's the only African American. He's really a she. Wow, a they psychic. just they really went for That's it with these turn. questions. I'm gonna say psychic. Okay. Otherwise, why would it be on here? In Anne Rice's interview with the vampire, Ooh. which, by the way, is my favorite Tom Cruise movie, the vampire Lestat turns the indigo planter Luis. Louis, right? Louis? I literally just said it's my favorite movie and I can't even remember fucking Brad Pitt's name. It's Louis. Yeah, it has to be Louis. Yeah. Why do they spell Louis like Louis? I don't know. It confuses me too when they do that. I, I had some shots earlier. I can't be held accountable. No. He turns them into a vampire so he will have a companion throughout eternity. Uh-huh. When Louis threatens to leave Lestat, what does Lestat do? Imprisons him? Lets him go but secretly stalks him? Gives him a vampire dog? Kills a little girl to give Louis a companion to care for. That one. Yeah, because the little girl's Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Right, yeah. And she was so little. But I didn't know that. if the book's like the movie. I haven't read the book. Fun fact. There's a lot of books. I have visited the place where they filmed the movie in Baton Rouge. Also haunted, of yeah, course. Most places I got to are. buy the book from the place where they filmed it, which I thought was really cool. That is cool. Um, they have... The road up to the house is just trees. It's like that picturesque view. Mm-hmm. And when the movie production came in, they actually killed some of the fucking trees by putting like some moss no. on them to make them scary looking. Yeah, so they fucked up these old ass trees. Oh. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Crazy. Um, Stephen King's Salem's Lot, mm-hmm. the main small town of Jerusalem Lot, is taken over by vampires. Of the five vampire hunters, Ben, Mark, Dr. Cody, Matt, and Father Callahan, only Ben and Mark escape unharmed. How old is Mark? 12, 17, 20, or 22? Uh, Have you read that? <clears throat> I haven't read Salem's Lot. I think that's one of the ones with that. I don't even think I've seen the movie. Let's say 20. Yeah, he's got to be young. Wait, give me the ages again. 17, 12, 20, and 22. I think maybe 17. Okay, let's say 17. Okay. Edgar Allan Poe's classic story, The Cask of, oh my god, a Montillado features the man who walls up his enemy alive. Okay. But what is a Montillado? A famous gold treasure, a kind of wine, the last name of the murderer, or the name of a fort? Mm. I don't... If it doesn't give these fucking answers at the end... So I remember this one, but it wasn't one of my favorites. I'm going to say, well, a cask. I think it's a wine. Yeah, a cask, like a beer cask. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I'm yeah. thinking the wine. Who's in our... Uh... Noggins, yeah. yeah. Ray Bradbury's 1962 novel, Something Wicked This Way Comes, features a haunted carnival and the horrific Mr. Dark, who offers the teenage boy, Jim, What? Chance to become older. Yeah. Susie, the girl of his dreams from math class. Fabulous wealth or electrical powers. To become older, and we just read the synopsis <laughs> on last week's episode, which, or earlier. It, it was, was earlier. Which is the only reason I know this. 
In the 1933 horror novel, The Werewolf of Paris, the beautiful Sophie tries to cure the werewolf Bertrand Callier. How? Cutting into her own flesh and letting him suck her blood, making him drink a potion of wolfsbane, tying a crucifix to his forehead, or giving him a newborn baby to eat. I'm pretty sure it's wolfsbane. Fuck. I'm pretty sure it's the mixing concoction of the wolfsbane, if I remember correctly. Um, In James... Herbert's 1975 novel, The Fog. A mysterious fog drives people insane, threatening all of England. How is the fog released? Earthquake. Mad scientist experiment. Rises from the sea created by dead pirates or radiation from a nuclear bomb. I think it's radiation. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. I remember seeing the movie. In Clive Barker's said. first novel, The Damnation Game, multi-billionaire Joseph Whitehead makes a pact with the soup. Have you read this? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're submitting them. Drum roll. Was it so bad, didn't we? No, it gave me an error code. Oh my god! And it doesn't give me the answers. And you said this was from Goodreads. Yes. Goodreads. God damn it, Goodreads! <laughs> what are you doing? Like it popped up at first and then to give me. God damn it. Well, sorry, guys. No. If you know the answers to those questions, go ahead and write Let us in. know if we were right. <laughs> Two bookworms, one podcast at gmail.com. This is classic bookworm, two-bookworm bullshit. <laughs> okay. Before we wrap it up, scariest movie you have ever seen in your life. <gasps> mm, I have so many. I have so many. No, but you have to pick one. But I, I can't nope. pick one. No, you have to See, pick one. I can't one. pick one. I can't pick one. The scariest movie I've ever seen in my life, I'm going to gauge it on how it made me feel afterwards. Now when I watch it, I'm not scared because I know it's coming and I've lived mm-hmm. through it. But right. when I first saw this movie, I'm talking for several weeks after watching it. I could not sleep. I lived alone. I had to like go stay at my parents' house. I had to like invite my friend. I was like, please go stay the night with me. Do you want to guess? The Conjuring. <laughs> that movie was so fucking scary. No, it wasn't that scary. And it's the Warrens, and we all know who the Warrens are. Amazing. It's such a good movie. Scary. You didn't, did, it is good. It's it is good. a good movie. It is good. When that witch is on the top of that fucking wardrobe, that witch scares the fuck out of me. Do you know what movie I still really like? Was that one we saw when we were younger about the video game? The video game? The video game. They had to, like, they started playing this video game and you had to survive. And that sounds like Jumanji. You, no. You had to survive, like, this horror witch or something. I can't remember the name of it. Lazy. I did not remember yes, this. Yes, no. We went, I know we went to the movie theater and saw this. Like, we saw it at the movie out. theater? Yes, we saw this at the Are movie Are you talking theater. about a It was like packed. No. It was packed? It was packed. How old were we? We were in high school. A video game? Yeah. That like, they started playing it, and the way they died in the video game, they started dying in real life. Bro, I do not remember yeah, this movie. No, you will. You totally will. Let me see if I can think of the name of it. Stay Alive, 2006. I've never seen that movie. Yes, you have. Totally have. <laughs> Who's in it? <laughs> I swear I've never seen <laughs> that must have been your other best friend no that was your other childhood best friend okay so the only one you would know is Frankie and Eunice and Milo Milo was in it who's Milo Sophia Bush was in it too Milo from um, This Is Us okay and, uh, listen I don't remember some shit about I don't remember this shit yeah maybe yeah. it was like one of those movies we went to go see so we could, like, make out with boys. Probably. And I didn't watch it but or see, something. see, I remember it because I was like, oh, my God. You were like, wow, I really. <laughs> you were like, I really want to watch this movie. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have prob- to look that one up, too. I was probably not digging the guy we were with. I was probably like, nah. It's <laughs> 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 okay, so pick your scariest movie. You have to. Pick, pick, pick. Okay. Decide, decide, decide. I wish I remembered the name of the one I thought about, but I don't remember it. So. Sorry, guys. That was me adjusting on the couch. Oh, my 
I'd have to say Martyrs. It's a French one. Like French that you have to read the movie? Yes. Okay. Subtitles. It's like I can dig it. The Silence of the Hills, but way worse. Or the Hills, sorry, not the Silence of the Hills. The Hills Have Eyes, but way worse. I would definitely think a foreign film would be terrifying because you don't know what they're saying. You're having to, like, read it. You don't know what's coming. Yeah. Well. That would be challenging, I think. But it's like the Hills Have Eyes. But it still has the music. Oh, so they're eating people. Not Well, they're taking women and having children with them. Oh, are they, like, deformed? Yes, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah. It's like way worse than Like how? Like gorier? Yeah, like gorier and more in depth. It's just, and where does know, this just, take place? Just the foreign horror is so much better than American horror. Really? So much better. Hands down. Hmm. I will watch an international horror over American horror. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Check out international horror. If you really want to get spooked. I, yeah, I've heard that shit's the best. Yeah, it is. Damn. Well... This is probably the longest episode we've ever done. <laughs> More to come in the next few weeks because... This was our horror episode. October. Um, so next week, if you, you still have time to catch up, grab your copy. We're reading my pick, Cameron's pick, Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. Yeah. This is not... It's normal. Like 300 pages. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, so we'll read that. Send us your questions. Send us your thoughts. Um, if you know the answers to the quiz that Goodreads fucked up for us, let us know because we'd like to know if we got the answers right or wrong. <laughs> and the last book that we're going to read no. in October. I'm not going to tell them yet. Yeah, don't tell them yet. I'm not going to tell them yet. <laughs> but it's spooky. Ooh. <laughs> so, yes. The next, the second book in October is going to be Lacey's pick. Mm-hmm. We, I picked a magic witchy book and she's gonna pick a horror book yes so we'll let you know next week what you're reading get your pumpkins and your candles ready get that ambiance yes send us your picks send us your book spooky picks send us your questions send us your thoughts comments book suggestions two bookworms one podcast at gmail.com or on instagram two bookworms one podcast but that's all i got so we'll see you next week bye guys